Peace and blessings. This is Muslims for Peace podcast. You have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. So the gradual migration begins right after the Aqaba allegiance. If you remember last time we talked about the Aqaba allegiance, right after the Aqaba allegiance, three months before the migration, is when the gradual migration begins. The Prophet gave permission to Muslims to start migrating and they did so gradually. He ordered them to go to Medina, telling them that they have brothers there, they're awaiting them, they have a new home there. He himself was not given my permission to migrate yet, but he tells them slowly start migrating and you see waves of Muslim very discreetly uh, and in a low profile fashion not to you know, uh, instigate the Mecc- Meccans against them. They start going to Medina. So the Prophet wasn't the first who migrated to Medina. He actually had many of his companions go to Medina and then he joined them later. In any case, the Quraysh, they realize that this migration is a very big threat to their future. So they do try to stop some Muslims. That's why they had to leave discreetly because they did try to stop them uh, from, from migrating. One of those migrants who was initially stopped from migrating was Um Salama. Um Salama, this noble lady, this great and amazing lady whom the Prophet later in Medina married her. We'll examine that once we talk about the Prophet's life in Medina. Um Salama, her name was Hind. Her father's name was Abu Umayyah. She came from the tribe of Bani Makhzum. She was born in Mecca. Her father was a distinguished, he was a distinguished member of Quraysh and he was known for his generosity. He had very good qualities. She is the cousin of Khalid ibn al-Walid and also Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl, the very staunch enemy of the Prophet, she was actually a cousin of him. And she was the sister in nursing of Ammar ibn Yasir, meaning she was breastfed by the one who breastfed Ammar ibn Yasir. So she was a very respected and noble lady. She married Abu Salama al-Makhzumi. She was amongst the very early Muslims to uh, embrace the religion of Islam during the first five years of the Ba'tha. And she was amongst the people who migrated to Habasha, if you remember, to Abyssinia in that migration. She was amongst those migrants. She migrated with her husband, Abu Salama. So they were like the first family to migrate together, the first couple to migrate together to Habasha. And if you remember when we talked about the stories of Habasha, what happened there, what Ja'far ibn Abi Talib said to the king of Habasha, who narrated all these incidents? Um Salama. She's actually the most important narrator of the events of the, of the Habasha, of the migration to Abyssinia. So she stayed there for a while and uh, they had their first son in, in, in Habasha. Uh, his name was Salama, of course, that's how they acquired the name of Abu Salama and Um Salama. Their son Salama was born, was born in uh, Ethiopia. After some time, after spending a while, a few years in Habasha, they come back to Mecca and they go under the protection of Abu Talib. He takes them under his protection. Why? Because Abu Talib was the uncle of her husband, the Khalu of her, uh, the brother of her husband's mother. So Abu Talib was basically the brother of of her mother-in-law. 
So they go in the protection of Abu Talib and that's how they stay a few years in Mecca. Now when the Prophet migrated, Abu Salama along with his son and Umm Salama, they're about to migrate. Her tribe, the tribe of Umm Salama come to stop her. They tell Abu Salama, look, you want to migrate? We have no authority over you, migrate. But we will not allow you to take her. She belongs to our tribe, she has to stay here. So they prevent Umm Salama from migrating with Abu Salama. So Abu Salama, he sees he has no choice, he leaves her behind because his life was also threatened in, in, in Mecca. So he leaves with his son and Umm Salama stays behind. This deeply disturbs her. Being separated from her husband, being separated from her son, being separated from the Muslims, from the Prophet So what she would do every day, she would go outside, she would sit and cry. Day and night she would just cry. She would weep over the separation. About a year later, Finally, some of her relatives who had some mercy in, in their hearts, they come to the tribal leaders and say, look, she's just a lady, just a woman. Don't you see she's been crying for a, an entire year? Let her go, what's the big deal? So they soften uh, towards her and they give her the permission to go to uh, Medina. A man by the name of Uthman ibn Talha, he tells her, I offered to take you to Medina and I'll come back because she didn't have any, anyone to take her. So he takes her to Yathrib and once they are close to the city limits, he, he says, I'm going back to, Me to Mecca and she goes and she joins her husband uh, Abu Salama and her son. And then later on we'll examine how the Prophet married her after her husband was, became a shaheed in one of the battles. We'll examine that in the future inshallah. Her husband before he dies he makes a prayer. He loved her very deeply and he said, Oh Allah, after I die, send someone to marry my wife who is better than me. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers his prayer and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't just send someone who's better than him but the best of his creation, he marries Umm Salama. So Umm Salama was one of those um, one of those uh, migrants or women who did migrate but it was about a year after that. Next inshallah we'll examine how the Prophet migrated and the assassination plot. There was a very powerful concise plot to assassinate the Holy Prophet We'll examine that next time inshallah.